0: Just going to give another two minutes and then we'll go ahead and get started. And I see your request. You're going to be first step after I give the opener monologue. I got you, CH. I see you. All right, yo, we're going to go ahead and get started. Because it's Easter Sunday. It's early. Let's get this show on the road. Hey, yo, we didn't come here to talk about the regular season. The regular season is over. It's over. They said we was going to win 38 games. I mean it. They said we were going to win 38 games. They was wrong. They said we were a playing team. They was wrong. They said Julius Randle couldn't rehabilitate himself. They were wrong. They said we were supposed to tank. They were wrong. I appreciate y'all for coming out here on this Easter Sunday. You were rocking with your boy I-95B. The B is for bully. I don't have a script. It's rough, rugged, and raw off the top. Off the top. They said we couldn't fan. We couldn't be happy to fan. Now look at him, telling us to shut up and fan. Get get out of here with that. Jalen Brunson's is not a star player. He's not that guy. Well, he looked like that when he put up forty-eight points. I don't want to talk about it. Small ball. What we need to change. We're gonna do what God is here. That was a bar. And if you didn't know, this space is being brought to you by Therapy and Sports. Therapy and Sports by way of VSN. You saw the ladies. 1,000 listeners. And if you don't know, go to Therapy and Sports. Follow the page. Follow the host. This is not going to be a typical space where we do numbers and we bash each other. This is a hype I don't care about the game today. I don't care about the game today because it don't matter. We got our eyes, our targets set. If you want to come up, request that anytime. I'm tired of hearing, oh, we can't fan. We can't go to the games. All year we had to hear that bullshit. All year, we had to hear that. Yo, that's it for the intro, man. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, I-95B. As I said, the B is for Bully, Rough, Rugged, and Raw, off the top, no script whatsoever. I appreciate you guys for coming out and rock with me on Easter Sunday at 10 o'clock. You could be eating your eggs. I hope you are with your family. New York City, Tri-State, Colorado, Florida, Texas, wherever you at right now, if you're listening to this on the playback or the pod, the Therapy and Sports pod, turn it up. Turn it up. All week, I had to hear, oh, we got to play differently. Oh, we need to move the ball. Oh, Julius needs to learn how to play like this. Shut up. Shut up. That don't sound like you have your Tims on to me. It doesn't sound like you have your Tims on to me. But some things that I do want to talk about, I do want to talk about is some of the moments from this season where it was doom and gloom. The sky is falling. It's over. It's the apocalypse. Do y'all remember when Julius Randle had that team meeting? Do y'all remember when Julius Randle had that team meeting? What did we all say? What the hell is wrong with that guy? He's the problem. He's the bad guy. He shouldn't be calling a team meeting. The nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated gall, the gumption, the gravitas that this player thinks that he has, that he's going to call a team meeting. How do they follow that up? On that daunting road trip where we all said Tips was going to get fired. We went to Utah. Who, who was on the floor in Utah diving for loose balls? Who was diving for loose balls in Utah? After the team meeting, it was Julius Randle. And then we fast forward to the very next game against Denver. One possession game. Five seconds to go. Who gets the ball? Jamal Murray. Who do they put on Jamal Murray? Who? Some people call him him. Some people call him a max player. Some people call him a starter. I'm just going to call him IQ. He locked up Jamal Murray. He locked up Jamal Murray. And then we can go further back in time. We want to see OB play with Randall. We want to see Tips make an adjustment. Well, what did they do against Philly? After that game against Atlanta, where we thought it was clearly over for the Knicks. He went small. Did Obi not play with Randall? Did that not happen? Was that not an adjustment? Fuck is you talking about? What are you talking about? yo, shout out to Big Mo, Knicks Lounge. We see you. Free Daps, Nishi, Ray. I see you, Ray. Pastor Claudio, Andrew. I see you, baby. I see you. Now, people want to talk about trades. We haven't even got to the fucking playoffs yet. We want to talk about trades. Draft picks. Trades we have to make. There's a time and place for it. But today, on this space, it is not the time nor the place. We will get to that when we get to that. And again, if anybody want to request, come up and speak. please. I see y'all with y'all exes. I see you with your exes. clinched Fifth seed. And let me tell you something. The Cavs fans, they got real broad. They they were talking real greasy when Julius Randle got hurt. They were talking real greasy when Julius Randle got hurt. That's what time they are. Loser status. Loser status. That's what time they are on. Hey C H man, you requested early on in the show. If you got something to say, please unmute your mic. Talk your talk, please.
1: What's up? Um. So I'm actually a Kings fan, and Knicks are my East team. I just want to big a big shout-out to Rels and Mrs. Rels. Um, One thing, uh, I, I hate you future people who live in the future. Shit's, like, way too early. But I just want to say...
0: Say, say that last part again.
1: What's too early. I, Yeah, you you people live in the future, man. It's 7 o'clock in the morning for me. <laughs> I'm still in bed.
0: <clears throat> well, I appreciate you for being here, though. I really do appreciate that.
1: That's all right. I got, a, I got a baby that woke up. He freezes to sleep, so I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna go talk basketball. Um, I it, like Knicks are my East team. I actually like, uh, since since the Kings are ne- were never ever in the playoffs. I just like, well, I'll just watch the Knicks then. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, they're in the playoff this year. I'm gonna watch them, cause uh, what else am I gonna do? Um, there's no chance of postseason, but now the first time, I can watch the Knicks and the Kings, and. Man. Uh it, it's been good. It, uh, last year I I happened upon Therapy and Sports and I popped in. Everyone was having heated argument about players being soft and stuff or whatever. And I was just I just walked in and I was like, I have a Kings fan and then Rails was like, all right, let's shut it down. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was so funny. But um I just wanna say I I I I just I love the team. I love the Knicks so much. They're so funny. I wish that we had I wish that we could somehow get Ice Spice to come out to a Kings game and sit courtside because I want to see which one of our players gets the uh, Ice Spice treatment like <laughs> like IQ. <clears throat> like I'm I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it would be like Malik Monk or something like that cuz he's the only one that's like not married. <laughs> like I want to see Malik go off for like for like 50. <laughs> hey yo got, let me
0: ask, let me ask you a question man how, how do you feel about you guys playoff prospects um i
1: i think we'll i think i think we're a second round exit we're probably like we're, we're most likely going to play the the warriors or the clippers at this point because <laughs> i think i just think that the pelicans and the Timberwolves are going to kick the are going to bump the lakers out and uh i think we'll uh, the Clippers will be probably be a sweep because they they Paul George not going to be playing, and then Warriors just man. So I sat courtside for that Warriors Kings game, and dude, the the Warriors just look hella beat up. Like if you sit that close, you get you get to see a lot of stuff that you don't normally get to see, obviously. But like Draymond's like I don't know if he just didn't wasn't there to really play, but the only reason they they, they started winning. The Warriors started, like, actually pulling ahead was because, um, like, dude, like, Mike Brown was just running, like, the, the third bench, and their shots that just weren't falling. Like, they got good looks. They got good shots, but they just didn't fall. And forced... All right, so now
0: get, get to your next talk, bro. What's up with the Knicks? Oh, yeah. Yo, so, hold on.
2: Hold why on. why, why, I'm, hold why on. did you? I'm rooting, for the, I'm rooting for the Kings. I'm rooting for the Yo, Kings to wh- win, bro.
1: I love you, Ralph. I love you so much,
2: hey, yo. Let me but, ask you a question, yo, Why did
0: you decide to become a Knicks fan? Because that—that's a difficult decision. Why did you decide
2: to become a Knicks fan? It's because no. of me. What you yeah, mean? Well... That's my boy. I thought we were gonna be friends, motherfucker. You gotta be a Knicks fan too, DM.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, because my entire life being a basketball fan, I—I uh, I only. I could only be a fan if, if I was, if I was suffering. So I was like, Oh, what's the, what's the, what's an East team? That's, that's nothing but suffering. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah Knicks. That's a, that's a team. That's a team about suffering. Let's do that one. This is a, this <laughs> so this is <laughs> so uh, you know, it feels like I just feel at home. Like, it's like, man, like there's no reason the Knicks should be bad, but man, they are bad and uh, people suffer. If you're a Knicks fan,
0: yo, you, yo, you, you're right. <laughs> Yo, don't, don't go anywhere. If you can I know you got the baby, but if you can't hang up, you know, because I don't. I want this to be a conversation. I don't want it to be, you know, you go, oh, yeah, you yeah. go, you go. But if you can't, if you can't, just hang out for a minute. But I see we have our co-host up here. This guy, my boy, this is my guy. He gets the music. My guy gets the music. Therapy and sports. Every Thursday. 8 to 11. But he's not done. He gave your boy Bully the max contract that he was looking for. I got offers, but he gave me the max contract with the player option. Oh, you didn't know his wife, Mrs. Reynolds. She's in the building. She had a space. Her and Miss Skills, please follow. Mrs. Reynolds, please wave at them. Please let them know who you are. Please wave if you can. If not, it's sorry. We'll get you.
2: She's currently, she cooking, space. currently cooking breakfast this morning. I wait for her. She had a thousand listeners
0: in less than twenty-four hours. A thousand listeners in less than twenty-four hours. Talking about relationships, marriage. She's part of European sports. You see, Rails. Follow him every Thursday, eight to eleven. These guys don't miss. They don't low management. They, they're there every single Thursday. We don't do low management as fans. We don't do that. He's there every Thursday, rain, sun, shine, sleep, hell, and he pulls up. He pulls up. He pulls up. Ralph, what's going on,
2: baby? How are you? Hey, brother. I love the intros, man. I really love the intros. I'm doing good, man. Happy Easter to all you beautiful people in here. Shout out to everybody in here, man. Shout out to you, Bully. Yo, we cooking out here in these streets, man. When I told people about therapy and sports, man, you know what I mean? This started, you know, with me and B, and then now we got a whole bunch of the spaces and pods under us, and we cooking. We got a lot more coming, a lot more people that were announced down the line next month. But uh, we out here cooking, man. We just trying to do something great. You know what I mean? Other than, like, Nick's stuff. We leave all the Nick's great content for everybody else. But, you know, you want your black version of CNN, MSNBC, we coming. We coming. You know what I mean? That's my guy. And in the people, fucking playoffs.
0: Yo, so, some people on, on Twitter... You meet people on Twitter and then you, know, you call him bro and, and you call him friend. But this is my guy. You know, this is somebody that I talked to, seen in person. I've got to see the ilk of his character. Jay, who's that? That's Jay from East New York. Waiting to you at Blarney's. What's up, baby? Unmute, oh, actually, no. We got to go to Ray. Ray, please unmute your mic. I want you to come up here, talk your talk, whatever topic, whatever you want to talk about next, the floor is yours.
4: What's going on, Bully? What's going on, Rails? Mrs. Rails? Woo? Everybody in here. brother, brother. Everybody in here, man. You guys are great. Happy Sunday. I hope that you've had a great weekend so far. Um, Let me just jump right into it, man. Um, Really, I was just trying to go off of what I heard you talking about. Uh, I heard you. I came in when you were talking about adjustments, right? That coach had made.
0: Right, right.
4: Man, listen. <laughs> they killed me early in the season when I said he looks like he's making adjustments, but he, he wasn't making all of the adjustments that everybody wanted all at once. Um, Now that we've gotten to the end of the season, he still has his warts. You know, he still has he still has some things he needs to work on. But this year I've seen the most growth from coach Thibodeau and the amount of time that he's been here with us. And, um, I'm not like part of the, the Tibbs, uh, fan club necessarily. Like I'm not, I'm not jumping on the windows for the guy, but one thing I'm always, 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 always going to do is give somebody credit. You know, where credit is due. Um, you (laughs) know, if we're going to blame him for the bullshit, then we got to give him credit for some of the shit that goes well too. You know? And, that's really all I got to say about that. I'm not gonna nail myself to the cross for this guy, but I appreciate him and the job that he's done this year. It was some shit we gotta tighten up, but um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of adjustments he makes um, in the in the playoffs. But um, that's that's pretty much what I got to say about Tibbs, man. Um, I appreciate that, man. And if <laughs> if if Mike Brown, low key, if Mike Brown didn't exist, if the Kings didn't have the season that they had. They'd be talking about Tibbs as coach of the year.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He they was be... like the third person. He was like the third or second runner up. Absolutely, yeah. bro.
4: Yeah, um, this, this this these all these people know basketball, man. These people 100%. know, but these coaches, all these people know basketball. Like, yeah, Knicks fans were 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 knowledgeable, but those people know basketball and they and they voted him. They have him in the race. So right. at some point we just gotta swallow our pride and just be like, the niggas doing something right.
2: <laughs> yo, yo, and, and right, you dropping such heat, bro. And Bully, I just want to say this point. right? you dropping so much heat. Because listen, in the beginning of the season, I, t- I, I said it from the beginning, and shout out to Dom. Dom heard me say it. I don't care what he did last year. We all understand we did last year. We have our emotional moments. We said fire tips. But I'm proud of myself that I didn't say a whole bunch of times. I probably said like a handful of times when I was pissed off about something. At the end of the day, he made it. You said it perfectly. He made adjustments. He did something that... He has probably never done, or he hasn't done in a very long time. And he's been listening to his assistant head coaches. It was like two of them that came on um, particular podcasts I listened to, and they said that this year, tips opened up to what the assistant coaches have to say, especially the young assistant coaches. And they said, you see, Johnny Bryant, especially if you pay attention to a lot of Knicks games, he's actually one of the main ones that's going up and down the aisle um, on the court. Right? He's the one who's calling out the defensive sets, the offensive sets. So a lot of times people are saying, oh, Tibbs' offensive plays. Believe it or not, and Johnny Bryant Bryan was on the podcast, he said Tibbs is opening up the playbook and allowing him to do it so that way he could get his feet wet because he aspires to be a head coach one day. Right? And then they said that Tibbs wouldn't sit um, Evan Fournier and all these people because they contracts. We, we, we shut that noise. Tibbs is not playing the kids. Shut down that noise. Kids not developing. Shut down that noise. The problem is, and Dom and, and Believe My Witness and my boy Dabs, the problem is we're being in spaces and nobody wants to give people credit because they scared to be wrong. And it is okay to fall on your sword. It's okay to be objective, okay? You can't say these kids are not developing. Then you see what Emmanuel quickly did. He's going to be the front runner of the um, six-man year award. You see an Obi type flourishing. You seen Quentin Grimes in the starting line flourishing. You seen certain shit. Now you may have your particular kid that you like. Cool. But these kids, quote unquote grown ass men, but next Twitter call them kids, these kids are flourishing. And if you you want to give Tibbs the credit or his assistant coaches the credit, at the end of the day, you talk about the the assistant coaches, then at the end of the day, it's it's the head of the snake, it's Tibbs, because he's the one who handpicked the assistant coaches. Not the New York Knicks, Thibodeau. So at the end of the day, the Knicks in the fucking playoffs, the fifth seed, because a lot of fucking Knicks Twitter, 85% of y'all, said that we was a playing team and we wasn't going to make the playoffs, and that was when we got Brunson. Look at us now, motherfuckers. Shut the fuck up with your basketball analysis, respectfully. This isn't
5: disrespect, it's the truth.
0: See, that's the energy. Yo, we live in the NBA where Mike Woodson and Tom Thibodeau have top offenses in the league. And were there times throughout this season where I thought, Tibbs has got to go? after that Atlanta game where they blown, what, a 20, 25-point lead to a team that didn't have Trey Young, I believe, if I remember correctly, that 13-point debacle in Dallas. I was one of those people who said, hey, this guy, he might have to go. But who are we to say that he can't improve? We talk about development, development for our players. Why doesn't that exist for coaches? I understand he's a dinosaur. He's a dinosaur. I get it. But we say he didn't make all the adjustments. Well, what coach in the NBA has? We can look at Nick Nurse. We were complaining about rotations, that we had an eight-man rotation or a nine-man rotation. Guys are playing 40 minutes a game. Look what (laughs) Nick Nurse was doing in Toronto. He was running a seven-man rotation.
2: Exactly, In
0: the regular season. Look what's going on in L.A. Ty Ty Lue. They complain that he's not playing the young guys. He's not doing that. <laughs> and they're saying the same thing about Rick Carlisle because they didn't play one of their best rookies in the game where they were trying to tank. In the game where they were trying to tank. And I see what we got people requesting, what we got hands up. Let me go to um, Jay from East New York. And we're going to keep the line moving, because I don't want people to be waiting 30 minutes, 20 minutes to get up here and speak. But since he's from East New York, he's Jay. Solidified in person, in real life, as the kids say, I R L. He produces content. He makes content. He's part of Nick Spaces. If you don't follow him, please follow him. I'm playing this song just for you, bro. So when you come up on his mic, represent East New York. I want that East New York energy.
6: Gore-Tex, Able-Rex, Phil (laughs) Boots, Tims. What's up, up, y'all? What up, (laughs) Jay? Bully, what's going on? Rels, Ray, Big Mo, Dominic. How y'all doing? I see, I see a lot of people in here, man. Good morning to y'all. Uh, happy Resurrection Day. You know, if you're of the Christian faith, uh, happy Easter. If you're just a kid and you ready to get fly, you know you know how it go. I hope everybody having a good day today for Easter. Because in East New York, Easter was always a special day. All of the kids would get together, we hang out, go to the movies, grab, grab something to eat. We might go to Grand Central, you know. Just have a good time. So, hopefully, I hope everybody today enjoying me. So, um, as far as the Knicks is concerned, man, I got the Knicks in five. I was saying the Knicks in six, but I ain't going to lie. I'm going to make an admission. I was scared, man. I was scared to say the Knicks in five, man. But I'm here to tell y'all on this good Sunday, man, I'm feeling good, man. Knicks in five. I'm looking at J.B. Bickerstaff. He's looking like food. I think Tom Thibodeau can outcoach coach him. I'm just being honest with you. I think we got the rock to do it as well. It's all about them schemes, baby. Just like Ray was saying, like, if you put Tom Thibodeau in a situation where you know you got all of the pieces and all you got to do is put your players in a position to succeed, there's no way we could fail. We got a deeper bench. We got the better stars. I don't care what nobody says. Keep going. Better than Donovan Mitchell. He's better than Donovan Mitchell. When you put that man in front of him, he does not lose. So I don't want to hear, oh, they got Donovan Mitchell. He could go off. Yeah, 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 cool. Jalen Brunson can do the same thing, but it's all about the front of the jersey, that New York jersey. You understand? We a team, man. I'm looking at my team. Yo, and 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 another thing that I want to point out, too, when you talk about development, was y'all really paying attention to Jericho Sims? He'd been working in that gym. Did you notice that that boy wasn't posting up? He was doing floaters, like he was doing that little, that little sweet touch that I heart do. That's what I want to see, man. That's development. When you, when you, when you bring in acquisitions that help your young core players grow. Jericho Sims might not be playing every night, but he definitely in the lab cooking. This, a, this so I like treat. that. I like that. And it, it going into the playoffs, I just I want to see a little bit more from RJ as far as. Him looking confident and fluid He's a young guy, he's 22 years old So I'm not going to kick the kid and say he's terrible And we should treat him and he's out of here No, I want to see him develop I want to see him continue growing in the right direction You know, RJ never really had a chance to really put the ball in his hand and be the guy. A lot of people say that he had the opportunity, and I don't feel like that. Like, when? When? When did he ever have the ball in his hands long enough? When he came into the league, they was touting him as like a secondary ball handler, somebody that could probably set people up and all of that. We never really got to see much of that. But what I think I helped RJ turn the corner is his shooting. If he don't get his ass in the gym this summer like work the rework the whole mechanics of the shot. I don't never want to see RJ <laughs> with a knee. I don't like the way he shoot. He got to get his form right. His mechanics is terrible with the shooting. That's what I will say and I feel like that's what's going to help him turn that corner playing in between Brunson and Randall. He got to be able to shoot because Julius is going to get his touches and he's definite and Brunson is definitely going to get his. He's going to find a way. So RJ is still trying to find his way. He's about to be making big money. I think he got a lot of incentives to play better because if he played anything close to an all-star, and I said this in another space, if he could give us anything close to 22-6-6, six and six, that, that the Knicks is a top-five team in the East, top-three team in the East. Hey,
0: yo, the, the most important number that you just said was that second six.
6: If he could get to six assists, that changes everything. Exactly, because now the, the offense is so fluent and it's moving. I hate to say it, but when RJ came back for that Pelicans game, the offense did look a tad bit different. It did, but I'm I'm hoping that Tibbs is watching the tape and he realizing that so that way we could get it through RJ's head. Like, look, listen, we don't need you to shoot that many threes, you feel me? Take the ones that you know for sure you can hit, but if you feel rushed, don't worry about it. Just keep the ball moving, you feel me? RJ got to learn how to turn that corner. He, For some reason, I don't know if he put too much weight on his legs or his or his mitt, his core section or whatever, but it just seems like he has a hard time blowing past people, and I think that that's what stops his penetration on top of him not being a threat from three, you feel me? Because why would I play up on you if I know you can't shoot? So he just got a couple things working against him, but Cleveland is small. If, if he could get a mismatch, if he could somehow figure out a way The where he's posting up high post um Darius Garland Or something like that I think he could eat We just gotta We gotta draw Evan Mobley And um That other guy out the Paint Jared Allen I forget his name all of the time He's such a non-factor to me Mobley uh, You listen to No not Mobley uh, The other guy Jared Allen But you know As far as Cavs fans is concerned He's like some world beater Or whatever I think He ain't shit (laughs) <laughs> i think mitch is better man mitch just don't get enough touches but as long as long as the Knicks continue to stay on the path that we on i don't see why we can't beat the cleveland cavaliers in five they bench there we go emmanuel. emmanuel quickly alone is better than that whole cleveland cavaliers bench we ain't even get the i heart or josh Hart yet so let's let's just stop that there if we get Anything out of Quentin Grimes like we've been getting from him these past six, seven games? If he give us anything more than eight, nine points, who who's gonna be able to guard us?
0: Who who's your X factor for the Knicks in this series?
6: Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting everything on the coach, man. I like these young players, man, but everything ain't on them, and I'm tired of hearing people bash the players. Enough for that. The offensive schemes and the defensive schemes is down to the coach. The players got to execute, but it's down to the coach to make their players look good and put them in a the position to succeed. So I'm always going to say the key matchup is for this round Tom Thibodeau versus JB Bickerstaff. He got to outcoach that man. There's as, as no way we leave this series, win or lose, feeling like, damn, we got outcoached. Or damn, we could have won that series if we had a better coach. If that happens, man. Yo, I don't care. I want to see. I want to see Dolan doing the old Dolan. Start getting involved. Start smacking shit over on the desk. Like, yo, yeah, yo, somebody's fired, man. Get him out of here, and we we get us a better coach up in here. Cause it's it's, it's no way. It's no way.
0: Hey, yo, that's you. That's 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 a really good point, man. Because, and I kind of agree with you. Like, Thibodeau has to get in his bag. Like, yo, he has to get. And, and I see you, Ch. I know you had a rebuttal. And then um Dom got you. And then Big Mo, I definitely see you. yo, know, you you made a, a great point, yo. Thibodeau really has to get in his bag because we have enough. The steal line from Eric Spostra, that 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 rat. We have enough. We have enough to beat these guys. Yes, we're not gonna be favored to win this series. And you know what? We probably shouldn't be. That's okay. But if Thibodeau can Coach to his full potential for this series. There's no reason that that we shouldn't win. Um, I'm gonna go to Ch unless you got something you want to add, rails. But if not,
2: um, Ch, I know you had a rebuttal. Go, go to the king. Go to the king.
4: Yo, Yo what bully, up, my Ch, bad. my bad, bully. I don't. I don't mean to cut or disrupt the flow, but I, I had. I just had another point. I, I I just gave Tibbs a little bit of his flowers, but I wanted to balance that out with a little bit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, let's let him, um, because CH, he had a rebuttal, and we kind of skipped past him for his rebuttal. So, I'm going to let him get his bars off. I'll go to Dom, you, then I'll go to Mo. So what up, CH? You ready?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think, so, I have a couple, I have, like, a bunch of Knicks fan, uh, friends, and I've been talking to them about, like, you know, how, how far you guys think the the Knicks will make it and stuff, and they're, like, super cynical, and they're like, oh, we're not going to make it past the first round. I'll, I'll be surprised if we go to six, and Honestly, like, I think, I think, I think, I think Tibbs can outcoach Bickerstaff. Like, the thing that the Knicks have that can beat the Cavs because this is what the Cavs have struggled with all year. Uh, I watched, I watched all the games where the Knicks and the Kings played against the Cavs, and the thing that the Cavs like, there's just nothing you can do. You can't coach it. There's no, there's no like, oh, let's just sub this person in they can't really finish. Like they, they have very poor closing. Like, um, and the reason is because they, you know, they, they play Mobley and, and Allen together, at, like basically all game. And by fourth quarter, like the, the, the strategy is easy. It's, like, you just pull them out of the paint. Like you just drag them out the perimeter and, and you know, like, yeah, it's going to come down to like RJ just, he just needs to hit a couple of shots and pull them out and then drive past them. Like they, they don't really have a choice. Like they, they got to do something. They, they can't give them that much space. And I, I think that's what it's going to come down to. We're probably just gonna see like a lot of half court sets that will put people on the perimeter, especially with like Randall, like Randall's just probably going to, I think the guys are just going to bomb from the outside and drag them out. Cause like, like what, what's Garland going to do? Like everybody else on the Knicks is just, just taller like, they hey, yo, got two six-foot-tall guards, man.
0: Yeah, you you made a, a, a good point, and I, I made it yesterday in Nick's recap space. Uh, Mitchell Robinson has to be one of the best players in this series. And if if you believe the reporting, per Fred Katz, you know, the Knicks' philosophy, when they get an offensive rebound, if they get it inside the restricted area, whoever gets it, the first read is to put it back up the Knicks have one of the highest effective field goal percentages on second-chance opportunities. And then if they if they don't have it, if there's no shot there for the big guy, the, the next read is to the corner. And it goes to uh, Jay from East New York's point. The Knicks got to fire away from three. Like, you're not going to beat this team not firing away from three. I'm not saying you have to hit a ton of them or you even have to be league average at it, but you have to put the three ball up. I'm against this Cavs defense. Um, and hang, hang tight, Ch. I want to go to uh, Ray. Ray, you had you had a rebuttal as well. What up, Ray? Going mm,
4: once. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry to to cut in. I didn't mean to cut in. But no, no,
0: no. You good? You good? So yo, we didn't, you didn't get your rebuttal off. Then we gonna go to Dom. I see you.
4: Yeah, yeah. I gave you know I was giving Tibbs his flowers and just you know. A, a having that conversation but there is another side to it there is another side to it and i want to have it in a kind of more positive light so to speak we've we've we know this issue with randall that he's had in terms of holding him accountable um i just want to propose solutions because i'm in the solutions these days i don't want to just get on spaces and start railing all the time i'm in the solutions and one of the things that i feel like we could really benefit from is adding a, like a big man coach, like another big man coach. Um, maybe someone like Sheed or like Kurt Thomas, someone that he can connect with, someone that knows what he's going, someone he who knows what it is to get banged around and not to get in calls. You know what I'm saying? Someone who they can connect on a different level. He's connected with Johnny Bryant. Johnny's done like a phenomenal job. And, you you know, sometimes when Randall's a little hot, um, you see that Johnny's a, a common presence. So at this point, I'm really not into tearing down any of our players. We've had a good season. I'm into solutions. Um, I'm wanting to see a little bit more. uh, People want to say hold Randall accountable. I want to see a little bit more support from the team because at a certain point, you've, as an organization, it's now on you. You can't just continuously blame the player. Yes, he has to hold himself accountable in certain situations. But at the end of the day, the people who are cutting the checks – have to put the players in the best position to be successful. And um, I just feel like adding some additional coaches uh, that he can connect with, that all of our big men can connect with, you know, those people will help Mitch further along. They'll help Jericho further along. They'll help Obi further along. I just feel like that would be a really solid addition for this team um, moving into next season. You know, I don't want to get too far ahead, but that was just the piece I wanted to add. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, yo, no no doubt, bro. And, and there's, there's two sides to the coin. You know, I know I come on here, pardon me, and I'm very positive. I'm very optimistic, but the coach does have some warts. He's not a perfect coach and he's not even the perfect coach for this team, but he's doing the damn thing right now. So that's why I'm choosing to be, you know, more of the optimistic side, but All the points you made, I I agree with wholeheartedly. And um, I see we got this guy up next. He's the bad guy. He's the people that people love to hate. And it's only fitting. It's only fitting. Live on, live strong. He comes into the Twitter spaces. He goes to the timeline. And he talks his talk, whether you like it or not. And he stands on his opinion. Dom, where'd you go, man? I was chewing you up. I was chewing you up, Dom. Hey, yo, Dom. I respect you. We disagree all the time, but I love the fact that you stand on your opinion. Talk to us.
7: Oh, good morning. I, I I I dropped out. I couldn't hear nobody. But let me let me just start by saying this, Rel's and. Good morning, brother. Good morning. What's up, my man? Hey, we. We, we have a tendency of forgetting, and we should, because there, there are some people out there now that want to tell us that the sky is blue, but they was telling us the sky is gray all year. We, we know we got to move on, but that's the only thing I think that's annoying me because some of us stood on our sword all year, and now we got everybody coming in trying to tell us how to fan. Don't let nobody tell you how to fan. When you're behind your team, you're behind your team. And listening to some of the guys this morning, let, let's remember, guys, when we try to reinvent this wheel, the wheel is doing all right. When we talk about Thibodeau and his downfalls, let's not forget, we had 361 losses in five years before him. So let's pump our brakes. Let's let's enjoy what we have, first and foremost. This has been a great year. Now we got to prepare ourselves for the next narrative, if we lose in the first round, because we heard that. We heard that earlier in the year when it was fire Tibbs, trade Randall, Brunson's not a point guard. We, we heard all these stories. And then when we started getting better, we heard we won't make it out the first round. So it'll be a waste of season because we didn't tank. We didn't get a draft pick. And we got 101 draft picks now that we don't know what the hell to do with. But that being said, this, this series I'm not going to say it's going to make or break us, guys, because I'm a fan. And if you as a fan, we all want the Knicks to win. But if you don't see light at the end of the tunnel, even if we don't win, then I think you're missing the bigger picture. Because we got something special moving forward. And we're almost in this position, fellas and ladies, that if we get this a little better, now we could start doing like nine to ten other teams in the NBA. I brought this up a bunch of times. Yes, there's a salary cap, but yes, you could blow out the salary cap. And that goes to show that the teams that have won chips in the past, now let's not get crazy. We ain't going to do what Golden State did. We ain't going to go $140 million into the cap to win a chip. Can we do $78 million in the cap to win a chip like Milwaukee? More than likely, we can do that if we're the richest franchise in the NBA. We're not at that point yet. But we're getting very close. I always said this. Rell's heard me say this a million times when people talk about the salary cap. That salary cap is there. But if you're willing to pay to play, then guess what? We have the money. But let, let's let take what we did this year. Let, let's build on it. Let's kill all the negativity. We we put up with this shit, excuse by French, for a whole year. Trust me, people. This started last May. Last May, we heard all of these stories of what the Knicks should do, what they shouldn't do. This guy ain't shit. That guy ain't... I even heard somebody, and I'm going to stop after this, Bully. I heard somebody say that they think an assistant coach deserves more credit than Tom Thibodeau. And I asked a simple question. That means that we'll forget everything Joe Torre did. And because Mel Stottlemyre was the pitching coach,
0: coach or uh, joe zimmer yeah,
7: he or zimmer but i brought up Stadelmeyer because he was the pitching coach so he was more important than joe Torre. here's where you lose me because it's about a team it ain't about one person it ain't about two people it's about a team and if you're the head guy in charge in whatever ball of whatever ball of wax you're in whether it's civilian life the military the nba you have a staff underneath you you expect that staff to do a b c and d for the betterment of who the team not twitter not all the crazy fans that think they know everything no it's the betterment of the team that's what leadership is about folks it ain't about you standing on your high horse and saying i did this well god bless you <laughs> if that's your ball we excuse me we ain't gonna take it from you this has been a great year people let's hold tight let's run this wave into next week thank god we didn't get the play in. i don't believe in the play-in but it damn sure helped us this year because now we get an extra week's rest. So for all those out there that didn't believe what was going on, well, puff the magic dragon. Here we are. So, Bull, you know, I love you, man. You're right. We don't get along. That's, great, <laughs> that's the great thing about us. We
0: don't oh, have to man. Get along But it's respect. But we don't have it's to get respect, along though. to
7: get to the point, bully. That's the most important thing. So, and it's funny. I'm going to say one more thing. It's funny. This guy, Wu, always invites me to these spaces and then disappears. You know, I've never heard this guy (laughs) talk yet. I have never heard this guy's voice since this shit started. But anyway, y'all have a great day, man. Resurrection Sunday. Enjoy yourselves. Eat well. Stay safe. I love you guys. Keep up the great work. Yo, I I appreciate
0: you. Love you, Dom. And, you know, a lot of times, like, we don't agree on things, but it's okay. Like, we're, we're not supposed to agree, we're human. Like, even as Knicks fans, we're not supposed to agree on the direction or anything like that, but it still comes down to respect. And that's what I stand on. And it's so funny, you 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 brought up the cap, the luxury tax, things like that. And I'm happy, I'm so happy we got this next guy up. Some people say he played defensive end for the Giants. Some say he's an outside linebacker. I like this guy. Some say he like 6'8", 250. He's the founder, CEO, owner of the Knicks Lounge. Of the Knicks Lounge. They have a website. They got merch. Go to Big Mo's page. They just dropped some new merch. Whether you love them, you hate them, you have to respect the creativity and the ingenuity that this guy brings to the game.
3: What up, Big Mo, talk to me. I appreciate that. That a nice-ass entrance, man. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate all you guys in here, bro. It's a great space that you're doing so far. I'm just going to answer one question, because respectfully, I-, I didn't agree with a lot of it. But uh, the one question <laughs> that you asked about uh, who's going to be the X Factor, to me, the X Factor is Quentin Grimes. Um, I think that Knicks fans have to realize that Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson are your star players. I think Randle's going to play. I don't think he's going to sit out. I expect to see a 2010 to 5 performance from Randle every night. I mean, he's been giving it to us all year. I expect the consistency from it. I don't think anyone on that team can handle Randle's strength and, and speed at that four position, whether it's Evan Mobley or Jared Allen. Randle's way too quick, so that if you give him too much space, he'll knock down the free ball. He step up on his face, he's quick enough to get right past uh, Evan Mobley. We've seen it throughout the year. So I think Randle will be fine. I think Brunson will be able to get his own. We've seen that uh, since last year. Brunson against Donovan Mitchell and Dallas against Utah in the playoff series. They like to go head-to-head at one another. I think Brunson will be able to get his own. He's been showing it all year. He got to rest for the past week, and that's good for him. Hopefully he can get into, you know, a little relaxation before the playoff starts so he can be ready to play. But uh, to me, it's Quentin Grimes. Because if Brunson and if will do what they have to do throughout this playoff series – and continue to be consistent like they have been, that what you're going to see is Quentin Grimes knock down those open shots. Because if the double team starts to happen against Bronco, if the double starts to happen against Julius Randle, one guy's usually going to be open. And it's most likely going to be Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes has shown us in the past three, four weeks that his shot's getting more consistent, He's feeling more comfortable. He's putting the ball on the floor more as well. Uh, he can show you that he's, he's a multi-way scorer. He doesn't just shoot the ball and play defense. He can put the ball on the floor. He can pass the ball. He can, he can get to the basket at will. He has the speed. He has the athleticism. So, if Quentin Grimes can knock down some open shots with that starting unit, I think it's a whole different bowling. Emmanuel quickly off that bench. I think Emmanuel quickly himself, like someone else said it prior, I forgot who it was. I'm sorry, I forgot the name, but Emmanuel quickly is better than the whole Cavs bench as a whole. So, quickly just keep on leaving that second unit. I want to see RJ play more with that second unit instead of with the first unit. I think it'll help RJ get more comfortable into the game, get more into rhythm. If RJ takes 90% of his shots inside the three point line, I think he'll be successful. Uh, I don't want him taking threes. I'm not going to say don't take a three or a one three a quarter. I'm not going to give him a limit on it. If you're open, you know, you take the shot. But if you're open and your shot's not falling and you get getting to the basket at will, then if you have that much space because you're open at the three point line, use your athleticism and your speed. Try to get to the basket. Go for the, the basket. Take the ball to the rack. Finish strong at the rim instead of getting a shit punch. Now, that could be a whole different story. I don't need to see RJ taking three balls. I mean, people can say oh, for 9 for 3. I'm not going to talk about it. But to me, his best attribute is getting to the basket. You know, he goes left all the time, but the defense gives him the luck. So if they're going to give it to you, take advantage of it. When you get into the basket with your left hand, draw the foul and go up strong. Don't complain to the refs. Don't bitch about it. But just do what your best part of your game is. And the best part of your game is getting to the hole. Whether you finish well at the rim, whether you finish like shit at the rim, you get, you're get you getting to the rim. So do what benefits you the most. And I think that's what's going to help the Knicks, man. Hey, yo, why, first of all, Mo,
0: first of all, big Mo, I'm a little disappointed. You came up here and you said, I don't agree with a lot of stuff that was said. I want to hear what you didn't agree with.
3: Let's get into it, man. I mean, the thing with the Tibbs situation, man, I, I, don't, I don't agree with it. I know people are saying that Tibbs is making adjustments. To me, the, the team has shown enough talent, and these guys have gotten better throughout the year and more consistent playing time to show you what they're capable of doing. Uh, to me, the reason why I said it's a disappointment for the Knicks don't make it to the playoffs is because I think the Knicks have enough talent, and they are a playoff caliber team. In the beginning of the year, I didn't think so. Making that trade for Josh Hart was bigger than everyone thought it was going to be. Uh, Josh Hart, to the Isaiah Hart and connection to that second unit, has been beautiful. I'm sorry it's very loud in the background. I'm at work, so there's a train over here. Nah, you good. But, but to me, like, the Knicks have shown you throughout the year that they've played consistent, they have enough talent, they have two All-Stars on their team, that they should be a playoff-caliber team. So it is a disappointment to me if they don't make the playoffs. It is a disappointment if they don't get out of the first round. And that's my opinion to it. Everyone deserves the right to their own opinion. Absolutely. Me, I, th- I think that the Knicks have enough talent that they solidify themselves as a top six team in the East that they should be able to make it to the second round. I, don't, I think the Knicks have the best bench in the NBA. Uh, I don't think that it compares to anyone else's bench. The, the, you can say there's three good teams that have three solid benches in the NBA, but I think the Knicks have the best overall bench. They have a person in each position that knows how to play well with one another. I think R.J. Barrett plays his best basketball in the second unit. My reasoning for it is because I made a video three months ago saying that I don't like R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson all on the court at the same time. I like it when it's RJ and Julius. Or I like it when it's RJ and Brunson, when it's just two out of the three. And I feel like that's because all three guys are ball-dominant players that like to play with the ball in their hands. And I feel like when there's only two of them in the, in the lineup, they play much better. When it's all three, there's always one person that's failing. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I don't give the credit to Tibbs in my situation. I think that Tibbs has been, like uh, – to me, no matter what happens, the Knicks can win the finals, and I'm still going to tell you to fire Tibbs. I just don't like Tibbs as a coach. I don't think he's a modern NBA coach. I think the Knicks star players themselves have benefited – from like them playing well together, the chemistry has been there. So I, I'm just not going to compliment tips or stuff. The adjustments to me, the only thing that I'm going to compliment them for is like late game not putting back in a certain player that's playing poorly to leave a bench player in the game. So if RJ's playing poorly, he keeps Josh Hart in the game. If uh, Hart's playing poorly, he keeps Emmanuel quickly in the game. That's the one thing I'll give him compliments for in the past month and a half. And I, and I won't take that away from him. Besides that, I, I think that these players have been playing well together. I think it's the players themselves inconsistent playing time, doing well. The injuries have somewhat helped the Knicks in a way by allowing these guys to get an extra shot. So I, I just – I don't agree with the tip's, like, praise. I think that's just my opinion on it. Man.
0: No, of course, of course. And it's always better when, when we disagree because if it's a, a kumbaya space, you know, kind of gets boring after a while. But you're a good person to ask this question to. And chill. I see you being. Go to you next. How do you? How do you think this IQ extension that he's about to get hopefully impacts the team going going forward with with the cap, with the moves they have to make with with? Because if IQ is the highest play player on the team, there's implications that's going to come after that. How do you feel the
3: IQ extension impacts RJ? I mean, I, I personally think that no matter what happens, so RJ Barrett's not going to be here next year. I think the Knicks are going to do whatever they can to move off of RJ Barrett. I think the Knicks are, are going to try to do what they can this summer to use him, maybe an OB top and maybe another piece to try to solidify, to get themselves a wing player that they need. I'm not talking about the fact of my hatred for RJ. No, I just think that the Knicks have money down the line. And like Dom mentioned something about the cap space. I just think that if they're going to see what's going to happen in this off season, because they have to remember something, RJ Barrett next year is going to be the highest played player on this roster. And, I know that people might like him as 22. It takes time. I understand the whole situation. But let's say they get out of the playoffs and they needed one extra wing player. I think they're going to do whatever they can to try to go after Jalen Brown. I don't know if they're going to trade within the same division, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Zach Levine or Bradley Beal type of player be included in that deal. Because I think they want Emmanuel quickly here. But my main concern about IQ is that does IQ want to be a backup or does he want a, a situation where he can go to another team and be a starting point guard? That, that, that's another thing that people have to factor. He's not CAA. Kid loves like he he thinks that he's great. He talks about it all the time. Uh, he's showing you what he could do. I think other teams are going to value him. I think he's going to want at least twenty million a year. So the next at want to least pay that for six yeah, at least twenty million a year. So the next want to pay that, or are he's going to go somewhere else to get a starting role? Yo, I I I agree with everything you said
0: right there. You know. RJ is a, a hot-button issue when it comes to, you know, Knicks Spaces, Knicks Twitter, YouTube. You, you just say something about RJ, and then everything goes goes haywire. RJ is going to be a very, very good basketball player someday. I have zero doubt he's going to be a good player. But the problem is the Knicks are ahead of schedule. And so if, if you're Leon Rose, do you say, I'm going to wait three years for RJ to develop Or do you say, I'm going to try to open up a championship window now? And you also mentioned IQ. IQ said, I want to start. IQ didn't say, I want to do what's best for the team. If you go read that article, IQ said, I want to start. I believe I'm a starter. That's why I'm putting in the work. And a lot of Knicks fans, I know Knicks recap is a big proponent of this, where he says, I want IQ to start. And much like you, Mo, I would love for IQ to start, but I don't want IQ to start if, if Julius Randle is there, Jalen Brunson is there, RJ Barrett is there, because you're neutering IQ. You're, you're minimizing what he can do. I, I don't want him to start, Bully, if, if
3: that's what it is. I don't want him to start. Right, right. And Me I, I, I don't, I don't want, want him to start. To start. <laughs> my, my reasoning for it is because how well he's played off his bench with the second unit. He's finishing games with the first unit, which is good. He's playing well with that second unit, but – to put him alongside Jalen Brunson, I, I wouldn't do it right now. Uh, I think Jalen Brunson plays his best basketball off the ball. I think it's, it's better for him as well where all the pressure's not on him lead, being that lead point guard. He has phenomenal footwork. The guy can score at will. I understand that. But when he plays with IQ together in that, in that fourth quarter late in games, the game becomes a lot more easier. Where IQ becomes that floor general. gets that open look to Brunson in the corner. Brunson gets to take his player one-on-one instead of being attacked by a double team. You know, with Mitchell Robinson being out for a month, Jalen Brunson was scoring 40 points a game for that whole month. The middle is much more open. He was able to get to the basket one-on-one against his player, get to the rim. When Mitch came back and the middle, became more clogged. Jalen Brunson had that first two weeks, a little stretch of him not scoring as much as he used to, getting 20 to 21 a game. The middle is more clogged up. The defense is collapsing on him. When IQ was in the game with him as well, it opened up the floor for his flight. So I think the Knicks have a bunch of players that are well. Some of them don't play good together. Some of them do play well together, depending how you fit them with one another. But as of now, I wouldn't start IQ. I'd let him come off that bench, rock that second unit, and keep on doing what he's been doing all year. If you didn't know,
0: that was Big Mo. And I assume if you're in this space, you know who he is. I assume that you're following him. I assume you know what the Nick Lounge is. You just heard from the founder, owner, CEO, CFO, COO. Whatever title you want to give him, you just heard from him. We throw around the word him, but you just heard from him. So please, they just dropped some new merch. They dropped it. Even even if you don't want to buy it, just go on a little so they can get a click. Subscribe to the YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube. This guy, Mo. whether you agree, you disagree, whether you hate the way he fans, or whether you're a subscriber to his way of fanning. In this space, we show people support whether you agree or you disagree. And if you would disagree, please, I want to hear why you disagree. This isn't a kumbaya space. In this space, we come through with our Tims on. Dom, I see you got your hand up. I know you got a rebuttal from Mo. I know No, you no, no, him. no.
7: No, it's not It's not a rebuttal, Bo. You know, I love Mo, man. Me and Mo, we go back a minute. But mo, the, the mo, one thing you got to understand with what Mo said, though he said it a little quickly, <laughs> it's not about, it's never about that name on the back. I think we're falling in love. Moe hit it on the head. There's plenty of us on this space. Whether, whether you're a fan or you love R.J. Barrett, whatever the case may be, guys, if you don't see some of the handwriting on the wall, we could keep saying he's 22 years old. We had this conversation yesterday, Bully. We could keep saying he's 22 years old. And then we could keep saying he's got four years in. And what is his – has he reached his ceiling yet? If he has, which many of us think he has, we got to say to ourselves, when is too late, too late? If you're going to keep waiting for him to become uh, Gail Goodrich, Jerry West, and then we lose out on that market because now we can't get rid of him. His contract is already a little – eye-opening and eye-bending actually to try to get rid of him at this point. But there comes a time, people, after four years, and you're still seeing things that he was doing at Duke. For y'all that don't watch college basketball, he's still doing some of the same things he did at Duke. So when you talk about his progression yes we all went batshit crazy last year when he averaged 20 points but nobody sat and said he got it on 18.5 shots a night that's not efficient basketball so if you have an opportunity to possibly move him as mo said mo ain't throwing him under the bus mo's talking about it from yeah, a i don't big want people standpoint.
3: thinking that about, about me throwing him under the bus it's not it's not about my hate or my love for right. the players right exactly it's that this team is in a situation where right. Leon Rose is there in the front office, Tom Thibodeau's on the contract. Dolan sees that they're making the Boy, playoffs. I can't hear he shut wants my down. Come back out. So, like to me, it's like not about you liking RJ or not. Do the Knicks think that he fits this time plan right now with this current team to try to?
0: Yo, my fault, bro.
3: Hey, hey Mo, you there? Yeah, I guess I was talking on mute. My bad. <laughs>
0: Do you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear.
3: Yeah, so that's, that's what I was saying. I feel like the Knicks aren't going to want him to be the highest-paid player on this roster when they're trying to compete now and win now and try to move him as, as that big money, that marquee money, to probably attach on to an OB top and to, to bring in a player that they could help with this current team to win a finals. like, that's, that's what I think the situation is. Not about who likes him, who doesn't like him.
7: Again, again, Bully Moe. If you're listening to what he's saying, he's not saying nothing derogative. He's saying something to benefit the New York Knicks in the long run. Mo is not saying it could have happen tonight. Mo is just giving a example of what could happen and what could make the Knicks better. It's not about the name on the back sometimes. Guys, you know, there's certain players we fall in love with. I get it. I do. But it's the team that I think Mo is talking about. There's going to come a time where we're going to say to ourselves, come on, we said four years, now five years, now six years. When is enough enough? And it's not a negative rap on Barrett. It's not. Maybe he can find success somewhere else. We're not saying kick him off the team. We're saying what possibly could benefit the team. So I, I appreciate that because some people have been saying this for quite some time, Bull.
0: Nah, I think it's, it's fair. I mean, there's, there's, it's an opinion, so it's not right or wrong. But, yo, next, next up on the mic, yo, this guy, he's been waiting patiently. I see you chill. Let me hit this little quick promo real quick. And I see we got the King of Knicks Twitter in here as well. Yo, if you didn't know, this is being brought to you by Therapy of Sports. By way of VSN, it's Easter Sunday, and y'all sitting here with Bully. I appreciate that. It's Easter Sunday, and y'all here with Bully. If you didn't know, Therapy and Sports, every Thursday, 8 to 11, these guys don't miss. They don't miss. They don't take days off. They don't take days off. Rels, B. Mrs. Lauren, Skills, Bully, Benkai, A-Trey, we here. Hey, yo, chill. What up, baby? What you got?
8: Man, what's going on, everybody? Happy Easter. Happy Sunday, whether you celebrate or not, man. Just, you know, spend time with family, friends, whatever's going on. Just, you know, enjoy this nice Sunday, man. Sunny outside, looking good. And it's the last next game of the regular season. Now, you know, we might not take it too seriously because, you know, we just want to make sure everybody's trying to stay healthy and whatever. Just, you know, get through the game. Um, You know, just put on a good show for the fans right before the playoffs and all the prices jump like crazy. But (laughs) um, I'm really proud of this team because, I mean, I was one of the people at the beginning of the year who was, you know, skeptical, like, what's going to happen? Like, I knew Jalen coming in was going to make things a lot better. And I knew Julius was gonna improve as well because I remembered in the past, like the last time Julius played really well, besides the um the seat the was it the COVID season or whatever. Right. Um, was when he was with New Orleans and I think his point guard was either Drew Holiday or Alonzo Ball. And he played so well off of those guys, and it made me think like, Oh, he's gonna thrive with Jalen. And man, Julius, man, he's he looks so good. He, he looks almost as good as, like, his most improved player. Maybe even better. But um, shout-out to Jalen Brunson for just, like, taking so much pressure off of Julius. Like, especially those clutch moments down the stretch where, like, we needed a bucket. Jalen was right there. So, shout-out to them, man. Shout-out to the young guys as well just stepping up. Because I know we always talked about playing the kids, playing the young guys. You see it, man, quick. Quickly, has taking such a crazy leap, and I'm obvious. I'm proud of it because you know I'm a Maryland guy myself. Like I'm in the area, and seeing someone from here thrive and play well for my favorite team.
0: Hey, what part of the Maryland?
8: Uh, I'm in the D.M.V. area, like Laurel.
0: Yeah, man. Yo, I used to, yo, I used to live out in Maryland for a little bit, man. You know, Greenbelt? Yeah, out there in the hood by Baltimore. Yeah, I used to li- live
8: out there, man. Yeah, like, I know Quickly's further up in, like, Baltimore, but I know where that area is, too. So just seeing him, like, thrive and everything. Like, I saw the Knicks about a month ago when they played the Wizards. And, man, it was just, like, I felt like a kid again, just, like, watching them when I was younger, watching, like, um Latrell Sprewell and Patrick Ewing and, like, the 99 Knicks. It just felt good being out there and not having to think so much about, like, narratives and, like, let's just watch it as a fan. And we won the game. We beat the Wizards. And it was a good time. And I'm just, like... Sky's the limit for us, man. Like, I know we may not be the best team or the second best team in the East or whatever, but we don't, I don't, we don't really fear anybody, you know? Like, we approach a team, we can beat them. We may not win the series, but we can definitely beat them a couple times. So I'm like, you know what? That's what we need going into play Cleveland. I have us beating them in six. And the biggest reason is because I think we have a better bench. And, um, honestly, I think one of the X factors. It could be RJ because the 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 um the Cavs don't really have great wing players, you know. So I think RJ could thrive against the Um, So I kind of see, like, the RJ being maybe an X factor, but also the bench. I think quickly is going to go crazy against the Cavs. So the only reason why I say six is because I know, like, they still have Donovan Mitchell. They'll definitely get a game, you know. We're not going to sweep them. But we're definitely – I feel like we're just mentally tougher than them. Um, we'll definitely – you know, give them problems. You know, the past couple of times we played them, we lost. Yo, I like our chances, and whatever happens in the second round, whether it's like Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, whoever, however it goes, I like our chances there too. We may not win, but we're definitely going to give those teams hell. So, you know, it's just like the to me, the person who I probably have my eye on the most is Tibbs. Because, you know, we always look back and we're like, yeah, we made the playoffs and then we got knocked out by Atlanta. And then we missed it. You know, we went through a season seeing Alec Burks at point guard. You know, it was – it wasn't easy to watch, you know. But this kind of goes on Tibbs. Like, Tibbs, this is your chance to really, you know, make make me give you, like, the biggest hug now. So it's like, you know, if we can beat Cleveland, we're all good, you know. I know I said fire tips for the longest, and I'll admit, you know, it was rough, you know I had to say like you know there had to be a change and I was like coach. so yeah, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. you know I also see like he's letting some of the assistants speak up more, say more, do more with the players like you know the whole story with Julius and Johnny Bryant and everything like it's good to see you yeah, like it really feels like a like a family in that coaching staff along with the players like they really want every player to do well. you know it's not just about follow the superstar. it's like everybody plays a part. Everybody has a role and everybody contributes to winning, whether it's getting that steal or that block or that key rebound to that leads to like an open three, you know, everybody plays a role in it. So, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to um, what we do in the playoffs. Again, I still got us beating the Cavs in six. Um, Only thing is, you know, what happens in the off season, depending how far we go, you know, you know, we're we're probably still going to get knocked out somewhere and that'll determine what, change will come going down the road. I know I've heard a lot of like RJ stuff. And I mean if RJ gets moved, you know, hopefully it's for like the right player. I don't know if it'll be like we wait for that Dallas pick and see if it comes to us and we use that in the trade or whatever. So you know that all remains to be seen. You know, we gotta see with the lottery and all that. But um I just wanna say man, let's just all come together as nick fans. We all have different opinions and everything. It's been a rough season, but we finished strong. We're in the playoffs. We avoided the play-in, you know. We'll let those play-in teams, you know, fight for the was six, seven, and eight seed, while we just rest up. And um, one more thing, I was gonna say, um, yeah, us as fans, we just got to come together because other fan bases are starting to notice us. Okay, the fact that we're actually up now, I follow like you know people who are fans of other teams, like Celtic fans, Laker fans, Sixer fans, Heat fans. They notice us now. They're the ones who are saying Cavs and five, Cavs and six. I don't even know if the actual Cleveland fan has actually said that because I don't know any Cavs fans personally. But um, nobody does. Yeah, so it's like you know, Celtic fans, oh, Cavs and five. Heat fans, oh, Cavs and five, Cavs and six. Like they do not give the Knicks a chance. None of them. So I'm like, okay, we got our old rivalries, our old rivals who you know have always couldn't stand the Knicks or disliked the Knicks or whatever. They always be like, oh, I miss when the Knicks were back to being ass," because it was easy to laugh at them. Can't really laugh at us now, you know, because of all those teams that, you know, laugh at us, we definitely beat their teams at least once this season. So, like, Boston knows, you know, they saw what quickly did to them. The Heat know, you know. So I say we just got to, like, look out for those other fan bases and the ones who are talking mad trash about us. We beat the Cavs. We got to point at them. And we also gotta look at where they end up too, because for all we know that he could get knocked out in the first round. You know, the Celtics could. Well, I don't know who they're gonna play, but maybe they could get upset. You know, the Sixers, they'll go as far as Embiid takes them. So who knows? They could get knocked out if Embiid like gets hurt or whatever. So you know, they want to laugh at us. I'm like, hey man, y'all y'all teams better show up too, okay? So that's all I got to say on that. I love where it's going, you know. Come together and let's talk trash to these other fan bases who are trying to take us down. And, you know, they want to see us go back to poverty again because that's not going to happen for a while, you know. So that's all I got to say on that. Have a happy Sunday, y'all. And, you know, enjoy your day.
0: They are the ops. Knicks fans aren't your ops. Jay, I see you. We got one ahead of you. But next up on the ones and twos. Next up, on the ones and twos, some people call him toxic. Some people call him negative. Some people call him the king of Nick's Twitter. Some call him educator. Some call him role model. Call him what you want to call him. He is who he is. Some call him toxic. He's one-third. He's one-third. Newark. Great Street. Some call him lefty. This guy, he doesn't write raps. He don't write raps. He makes anthems. You may have heard him on Apple Music. You may have heard him say, fuck Trey Young. You may have heard him say, we going to the finals. Love him. Hate him. Papa, love what up, baby? Ah take that, woo. Take that, woo.
9: Ah, you better smoke the blunt in Denver. Ah, you heard all that love I got? Ah! Thumbs down like Julius Bitch. Ah. You thought I was the ops, woo? You thought I was the ops? I'm an educator. Alright.
2: Um, all right, so <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong with chat too. <laughs> <laughs> Um shout out to Wu
9: and and nobody else. I hope you feel better about that Wu. Um all right, so I just came up here to talk about RJ Barrett. I've been I've been on a I've been on a uh negativity diet for about close to a month it feels like um, and I just, I just want to say something, man, like where in the world is somebody with potential afforded like this, this level of like, don't, don't push back against someone's potential. Don't to let someone believe in themselves and, 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 and let's just, let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. And let's just believe in them and believe and believe and believe like, where in this world does anybody get that privilege? Where? Where did Michael Jordan get it? When he when he made uh seven his first seven years, didn't make the didn't make uh didn't win a playoff series?
0: Yeah, They called Michael Jordan he said he was only a dunker.
9: Yeah, like why? I don't understand like if here's my thing with RJ Barrett pe- people, like d- like you are sectioning yourself off from being a Knicks fan. Like, you're sectioning yourself off from being a New York sports fan. Like, I believe in R.J. Barrett with every criticism that leaves my breath. Because if you criticize something, you believe it has merit. If you criticize something, you believe that it has merit. If you just sit there and be like, oh, he's only 22. Can you leave him alone? Can you leave him alone? I'm not leaving him alone because – He needs to get better because he's going to be good. But right now, the iron is hot. I don't need you to be fucking Julius Randle 3.0, bro. Be Josh Hart 2.0. Forget about the fucking points per game. That Drew Handlin shit that you worked on in the summer, it's done. It's over with. It didn't work out. Your trajectory is going somewhere else for right now. You have an opportunity to come into the series and actually make an impact on both sides of the floor. You have an opportunity to get loose balls. You have an opportunity to get in transition. You have an opportunity to get rebounds. You have an opportunity to play stand-up defense, to close out. You have so many other things that you can do on this team that can help it win other than getting benched and not having a good game and everybody fucking pulling up your 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 pampers for you on Nick's Twitter. Like, I'm tired of it already. If you have to constantly defend this guy, you realize it validates the criticism, right? I tell a fourth grade girl, right? But you, she called me ugly. He called me ugly. He called me ugly. I was like, look at you. You're running out of the classroom crying to me saying that some other kid called you ugly. Then maybe, maybe they're, maybe you're showing them that what you're saying is true. Are you ugly? (laughs) No. Okay, so you're not ugly. You're beautiful. Someone who's beautiful, someone who's got it like that, you don't need to defend it. Ad nauseum every day. Every day. My only this is this is how I know. This is how I know people are being unreasonable. If I just say I compliment the kid, right? I say, Hey, say what you want about RJ Barrett. At this point, he's consistently inconsistent. I hope that he gets to a point where he solidifies his game. Right? That's a positive statement. That's literally a positive. Just I hope, I root for the guy. This is literally what I tweeted. I root for the guy. I hope he does well. I hope he solidifies his game so he doesn't have criticism. Somebody commented on it. This account is the worst account on Nick's Twitter. It just shows who you are as a person. Because I commented on the nature of a player who has a polarizing debate. Like, literally, I am just commenting and saying he is polarizing. That's it. That's it. I'm literally saying he is polarizing. He is polarizing, meaning someone's going to have one extreme. Someone's going to have the other extreme. I was having an unbiased fan take where I was saying, yo, I hope the guy gets his shit together and plays plays where he doesn't have to get criticized every night because people will know, oh, it was just an off night. When R.J. Barrett has an off night or when R.J. Barrett has an on night, There's no mean, there's no average to this guy's game yet because he thinks he's still in this world where he is a 25 point per game scorer and he is the dog and he ain't on this team. And there's no fucking shame in that. You have 10 fucking players on this team that can impact winning. I'll name them. Jalen Brunson can take over the basketball court and be the best player on the floor. Julius Randle can take over the basketball court and be the best player on the floor. Josh Hart can swing a fucking game with a hustle play. Isaiah Hartenstein can give you 25 minutes of annoying-ass fucking basketball. Fucking Quentin Grimes can hit big transition threes and fucking and play defense. Emmanuel Quickly can drop 30 on your head. Like, we have so many fucking players that are good, but this one guy in Nick's Twitter, for some reason... People don't want to just be fans of the team and they want to fucking uphold him and play his potential after a whole fucking year of the whole toxic quote unquote toxic Knicks Twitter saying, Hey, we have a bunch of talent here. We should probably invest in this young talent. We should probably see them progress. Then when these guys progress, it's like they don't exist. Like Emmanuel Quickly, he doesn't exist. He's not a young player. He wasn't he wasn't changed his position three different times before he had his third year in the nba remember he came in the league he was a backup point guard derrick rose came in here then he was a backup shooting guard then alec burks and kemba walker took his job and then he was a backup shooting guard now he was a backup point guard and now he's a shooting guard again with jalen brunson no one told me about his fucking plight nobody told me about quentin grimes who hasn't had a fucking full 82 game season under his belt who fucking got hurt and injured in his rookie year. Nobody fucking told me about 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 these guys' like excuses that are made for them. But yet when they succeed, it's not like they're overcoming anything. But I guarantee you, when I believe in R.J. Barrett and R.J. Barrett grows up in this league and finally develops to the player he's going to be, I'm not going to be, like, over-exuberant about it because if you're over-exuberant about it, you didn't actually believe in the guy. You actually didn't believe in him. See, that's my problem is that I have a higher standard for this player than people who are so fucking sensitive that if you breathe the word and you say J and you say and you say bad shot, people like lose their mind. They lose their mind and they literally create characters out of being a fan of this player who hasn't done enough for you other than get he provided hope for a silo of Nick fandom that doesn't exist anymore. 2019 is gone. COVID is gone. The salary cap has been filled up. There is no Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Zion Williamson. There isn't no R.J. Barrett is the pillar. He's the face of the franchise. No, the time has gone and went. And maybe, maybe when the guy solidifies his game, Maybe he takes over at year, at year six. Maybe he takes over at year seven. Stop trying to recreate this guy's ascension into the player that you believe he's going to be and hold him accountable for the fucking role that he needs to play on this team of dogs. Because guess who will hold him accountable? Guess who? Guess who? The guy that you keep saying, oh, I'm, Tibbs had a great year. I can't hate on the guy. Tibbs is going to bench him. You're gonna have to root for it and deal with it. For some reason, you got to deal with the best combination of five being on the floor. Okay, there are there are some fans in Knicks in Knicks Nation that literally are upset if one player is benched at at the at the at the expense of the team losing. Like, oh shit, RJ's on the bench. I would have finished with him. Why? Why we have Emmanuel quickly? We have Jalen Brunson. Two players that good luck to you if you want to guard them on on an island. Good luck. You're not going to succeed half the time. Okay? Then you have Quentin Grimes and Josh Hart. Both equally can play on the offensive side and the defensive side. Don't require the basketball. Are fast. Have a burst. Can hit an open shot when you need it. And then you have Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, Isaiah Hartenstein. So, like, I don't understand why this player – what has he exactly done other than have potential that you don't even really believe in because you have to defend his, his, his growing pains. Like, here's the thing with with me. I defended Quentin Grimes and I chilled out at a certain point. I chilled out because I was like, yo, y'all just don't know that this guy's actually more than a three and D player. Like y'all thought this guy was Reggie Bullock with acne. So I realized like, all right, let me just chill out. And, and let the kid fucking develop his fucking role on the team. Right now, he's being a goody-two-shoes coach's pet, and he's doing whatever Tibbs tells him to do. And then when he gets his opportunity, he'll fucking show you he has more to his bag than catching and shooting and playing defense. So- this is Bro, it's like, I love R.J. Barrett. I went to a game and spent $360 and screamed his name with 16,000 COVID-infected Knicks fans who fucking followed the fucking couple. And yeah, COVID's over. COVID's over. Let's breathe on each other and say, fuck Trey Young. Yeah, I spent 360 bucks in that night and screamed for R.J. Barrett when he dunked over B- Bajanovic. But guess what? It wasn't enough. And he ain't the fucking epicenter of our success right now. He is a role player. Let him fucking figure out his role. Hold him accountable to his role. And stop projecting this your negativity, which is your negativity, on fans that are just trying to watch the team and hope for them to win. That's all I got to say. I've been holding this in for a little bit, and it actually annoys me because I don't dislike R.J. Barrett. I don't hate him at all. I don't I don't dislike his game even that much. I just think that people overrate the situation that he's in and then create these useless, polarizing conversations when there's literally two all-stars on the team that have won 48 games in their sleep with other players contributing on a night-to-night basis. So it, it 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 works two ways. This toxic shit. It works two ways. You can be toxic to a to a fucking misery is loves company where you just you just want to just say like, hey, the Knicks have never been good. Therefore, I can't believe the Knicks are good because I have too much experience with them not being good. So everything they do is going to be met with some criticism. Then you have the opposite spectrum of that where people are like anything that the, that anybody that criticizes a nick is not a nick fan and in my opinion that will not stand the test of time in new york sports energy this small market believe in everybody everybody deserves a second chance if you don't need to look around at the 8 million souls that are flooding this place in fast motion you will really quickly realize that come playoff time when you hit that fucking L Okay, when you hit that playoff L, it's a whole different energy. So be prepared to flip flop if you've been fucking defending ad nauseum where you don't really need to, because if you believe in a guy, you fucking believe in a guy, you zip it and you collect receipts at a later date right now. Is not that date When R.J. Barrett scores 30 points in a game, you don't fucking hop on the timeline and go, oh, they told me this guy. No, you fucking projected the fact that you needed to defend this guy at every fucking turn and and crossing. This guy is going to be fine in the NBA. He'll solidify his game. He hasn't done it yet. He has a chance to prove himself in the playoffs, and we hope for that to happen. If not, I'm fully confident in Josh Hart and Emmanuel Quickly, to take his spot when the in crunch time and that's my take and i'm willing to debate it with him you heard him
0: you heard him you know who he is if you're on next twitter you already know who he is you already know what he believes in and i see we had ebony come up. i know she got some bars so we're gonna keep it moving jay you've been waiting patiently I, I don't know you, so I wish I could give you intro intro, but I, I don't know you. But please come up here and talk your talk. What's up, baby?
10: What's up? What's up? Good morning to the Knicks family. Um I'm a I've been a Knicks fan all my life. Uh I am happy where this team direction is going so far. Um I pers- I had a talk with my homie saying, like at the beginning of the season, I say we can really fuck around and make the playoffs. If everything goes the way we want, we can fuck around and make the playoffs as a sixth seed. But I ain't expect us to be a top five seed in the Eastern Conference. Um Jalen Brunson has been a great addition to this team. Great point guard who can who can literally if Julius Randle is out, can um take over the game. Green Grimes has made is shown is showing these games how great his potential is as a great 3 D player. Um, Julius Randle, what more can I say? The bully, the bully himself. That's my nickname for him. And then we have, and then I got, and then I have Opie Toppin, who, in my opinion, I love. Like I, man, I mean, I like Opie, bro. The even though when Julius went down, I was kind of bummed out, but. Yeah, I'm happy to see Opie get minutes happy to see that Opie's getting quality like good 20 25 minutes to show off his talents Tibbs, I'm at first I was a little bit iffy about him but now I've grown to love him more because he's learning to like build a family with the Nick with Nick with the Knicks um and I, and I, and for all the people that says the Knicks is this the Knicks are ass the Knicks are this the Knicks are the Knicks are bad because y'all yeah, just the Knicks. <laughs> I promise y'all, once we win that first round series against the Cavs, I'm about to play Hate Me Now by Nas because I'm about to be trolling all that's over the, those. You feel me? So, thank you for having me up here. That's all I got to say. And go New York forever, baby. Yo, where you from, Jay? I'm from Harlem.
0: What part? Are you up? Uh, see, y- y'all Harlem hey. cats. Y- y'all Harlem what? cats. Uptown. What part of Harlem are you from?
10: Um, the Sugar Hill area.
2: Word, word, no doubt.
10: Okay, okay, okay. I'm 135th and St. Nick, baby. Word, word. I moved, actually, like about six years ago, so I'm not I'm not on Bazaar in Atlanta, but I'm always going to be a, a Harlem baby forever.
0: You say you were in Atlanta?
10: Yep. I'm always going to be a Harlem baby forever.
0: Yeah, I'm from everywhere, baby. I spent time down there. You know where Dunwoody is? Yep. Dunwoody, Douglasville, right by the Six Flags. i all be out there, bro. So, yo, anytime you see me hosting a space, man, yo, come up, yo, you talk, you talk, whatever, yo. But, yeah, I appreciate you for coming up. Next time Not you get a problem. The... No doubt, bro. Next time you get the intro. Yo, next up on the ones and twos. Next up on the ones and twos. Y'all yeah, know who she is. Some people call her mad. Some call her mad. But I tell you what, though. She knows her exes and O's. She knows her exes and O's. You might hear her every day. 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. It's your take. Her, Smitty, Brutus, BSN. I know she about to come up here. Talk, talk her RJ talk. And this space is being brought to you by therapy and sports. So the ladies... Always get the runway.
8: They
11: always get the runway. What's going on, sis? Talk to me. How y'all doing? Happy Easter to all. Hope y'all enjoying your Sunday. Good morning, Queen. How you doing, Rails? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Happy Easter to your family. Yeah, you too um I just wanted to say about uh, the kids you know I'm gonna come up here defending my baby so um I just wanted to come up here about the kids and um let them know like uh we didn't know we didn't know what we had a lot of people didn't know what we had I'm not gonna get the y'all I'm not letting people put me in the y'all because I was team first pro team we got this you get what I'm saying so um I'm not the y'all I knew what we had from the get-go and I know what a team looks like and we have a team you can't Um, bash. You can bash R.J. I don't like to say bash. It's called constructive criticism. That I see a lot of bashing, though. It's a difference. Like we can say that RJ has to work and stay away from and stay away from Drew Hanlon. I definitely agree. Never go to that guy again. I get it. Right. So we can say that, but I'm seeing bashing of the RJ. And a lot of that is because other people think somebody should be in that spot. Now I think RJ should be in his spot and I think he should work. Definitely. I think he should stop taking as many three pointers, especially if it's not going in. That's just, you know, that's just a smart, a basketball play but i do also know that nobody not nobody a lot of folks did not have this team being the way they are right now i remember people killing iq i remember they killing him and i remember me and a couple of ladies me and a couple of ladies talking about it's growing things he put on weight he's jump shot will fall his jump shot was fall now iq looking like the next star right so let people let people surprise you. So RJ, again, let him surprise you. Let him work through his development. That's what development is. Working through your growing pains. We gave we gave um Julius Randle a time to, to work through his growing pains, right? All last year. He worked through his growing pains. Am I correct? Came back talking about Kumbaya, right? So like, we just, you just got let people surprise you. you surprise when you talk about that. Just like Papa Love was talking about how he was a Quentin Grom stance. I'm a Quentin Grom stance, too. You can just see their holes are not big. They don't have big holes in their game. Let them surprise you. Let them work and develop and show out. That's it. We don't have to be so extreme. Um, we don't have to label everybody either. Stop telling people how to fan, folks. Just fan of the way you want to fan because everybody don't watch the same game. Everybody, everybody doesn't watch the game the same way. So while you looking at certain else, somebody's looking at another player under a microscope. You get what I'm saying? So, like, just just let these babies, let them develop. And we're not giving RJ a pass. I stay talking about RJ, but we don't have to bash the man. We do not have to bash him. Like, that's my whole thing. That is, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get that, that part. He's on your team. He's on your team for another at least four years, according to his contract. Why are you bashing him? You can speak out. Am I saying be a, a mindless bot and, and follow him blindly? No, never, never. We don't follow anything blindly. But you can say, hey, you need to get better, not, oh, your ass. There's a difference. <laughs> There's definitely a difference. So um yeah, let, let the babies grow. They surprise you now. Let them continue to surprise. Nobody, nobody thought they was gonna be what they are. N- not nobody. I'ma stop. I'ma toot my horn. A lot. I knew what they was going to be. <laughs> the ladies. A lot of the ladies too. So um, like, just just let them continue to surprise you. That's all I'ma say on that. Like we we can't be so so um. Crystal ballish, as they like to say, just let them show you, show you what they're capable of. And you have to remember in a system, a system won't show you a player sometimes. Like every system is not meant for certain players. So that's why when you, you see other players go to other teams, they may flourish. So uh that's why when people talk about OB, I say, I don't know. I've never seen Obi in the Randall uh, spot. So I can't tell you what he will do in that spot because I haven't seen it. So like we just gotta let these babies, uh, let them develop and show. Stop, stop, uh, putting your agendas or what you want to happen on them, and just talk about what you see, what you really see. And I'm gonna land my plan on that. Leave them babies alone. <laughs> hey hey Ooh, yo, you heard it? Leave them babies alone.
2: <laughs> she sound like a mother coming outside at the projects with somebody fuck with her babies.
0: <laughs> yo, you heard what she said. Leave her babies alone. And just so you guys know, this space does have um, a hard cutoff time at twelve o'clock. I'm I'm gonna be heading out to Rhode Island. Not looking forward to that drive, but I'm heading out to Rhode Island, so the space does have a, a heavy twelve o'clock cutoff time. Next up, yo, we got Vince from South Florida. What part of South Florida you in, baby? I went to undergrad school at USF. What up, Vince?
12: Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's uh that's a little bit away from me. I live in Miami.
0: Oh, you way south. Okay. Uh,
12: yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm south. south, south. <laughs> bully lives all over the whole country. Holy shit, bully. Yeah, <laughs> these guys are nomads. Uh, shout out to the room. Shout out to the room. Shout out to Papa Left. Shout out to Mad Nick. I love that take. I love what she was saying. Um, I will say this. Uh, the one thing I can say about the whole RJ debacle right now, like the whole everyone bashing him, um, a lot of it is warranted. A lot of it um, is definitely warranted. The shooting is definitely taking a step back from uh, – even in twenty twenty one, he's finishing at the basket at an elite level. Though I mean, well, he's getting to the basket at an elite level, and this year he's finishing a lot better than he has in the past. He's like finishing at like a sixty four percent clip at the bucket, at least. Uh, the one thing I really don't like is when people are shitting on our teams just to fit their own narratives. Uh, like if you don't like a guy because your take is shitting the bed because he's going off, then it doesn't really help you being a Knicks fan. No one's uh, <laughs> telling you you need to shit on a player because you like the other guy that's sitting on the bench behind him or you want someone to play over him. Um, it's just funny to me. Also, like, defending him. If someone's playing bad, you don't need to defend the guy. You should just be honest and be a realist about your team. If the guy isn't playing good, call it like it is. He's 0-9 from the field to three. Bro, stop shooting threes. It, you know what I mean? You can't sit here and defend that. Um, I, I have no problem with, um, people, you know, how should I put it? You know, giving critiques or saying how they feel about a player. It's, he's our, he's our player. He's on our team, the team that we like. It's not like we're going on different spaces and shitting on him, you know, and telling, uh, other teams, he's a a waste of a pick or he was a, a bust. We're just giving our honest opinion about how we feel about the player. This isn't, I don't want you to think, uh, Miss Nick Miss Mad Nick I'm I'm trying to shit on you I'm not at all I think, oh, your nah. was, I, think I don't your have was I don't have thin skin Yeah no, you good I don't have thin excellent. skin I think you you made a great point um we need to we need to protect our guys but at the same time we need to be honest and and <laughs> clear-headed when we make observations of our own team <laughs>
11: Definitely Vince. I'm not saying to do
12: otherwise. I just don't like the shitting on it it's a Yeah, yeah, no. I, I, and a why I said a little bit of a little said of a little bit a difference between having a honest opinion about a player between just a on them. And a player and seen shitting on them. shit what our team seen recently on the team or our up players players the the team or narratives, up players on the team specifically for narratives. Not even for the sake of the narratives, not of just the they of the yeah, my take just so they can say, yeah, my take in 2022, was a real hot one. You know what I mean? Like, no one gives a shit. We're not ESPN fucking analysts. None of us are getting paid for this. None of us get paid for spaces. So, like, for you to come on here and pontificate about... Uh, pontificate about how good your uh, your take is, no one fucking cares. You know what I mean? I just like coming on here and hearing our Nick fans talk about how knowledgeable they are about the sport and how knowledgeable they are about the game of basketball. Not your take is good... And oh, that means since your take was so good, I'm going to hit your space up every night at 12 o'clock after a Nick game or go chan- uh, visit your YouTube channel because you'll probably have 18 more great take. Like, no, I don't care. I-, I like listening to people talk about basketball because I have no life other than going to work and playing video games and chilling with my friends. So,
11: oh my God, what an amazing take. Can you just say this? Woo! Vince went off. I only, can I can I can I just say one thing is uh to Vince um yeah definitely the goal the goal in my mind always is to be better better than you were yesterday that's the goal when I have for, for my Knicks like to be better than it was yesterday like that's how it should be like you you can critique people but um,
12: yeah no absolutely as far as nick takes I think in come playoff time we're gonna probably if, unless R J Bird starts hitting jump shots we're gonna see a lot more I heart Grimes lineups with the starters because I mean. Uh, Grimes is providing the jump shots, the space, the spacing of the floor we need. And, and let's be honest, I heart plays better defense. He's hungrier on the defensive end. He rebounds better. You know what I mean? He cuts to the basket. He makes better passing plays. He's just, I love RJ Barrett. I have an RJ Barrett Jersey. You know what I mean? I like the guy. I want him to be good. He's the third pick in a, a draft that we haven't had a, a high pick in a while. And, uh, but he, he needs to play better. And if he doesn't, I don't see why we don't play Grimes and Hartmore in a lineup at the end of the game. We've seen it a lot. We'll see it a lot more often in the playoffs.
0: Nah, yo, I, I feel you. And I see, yo, we got um Big Mo. He got his hand up. So, yo, we're going to let Big Mo um, get his bars off. And then we're going to go to recap. And if anybody else wants to request, now is the time. We got... Uh, team minus twenty one minutes left for this space. So if you if you want to, you know, give a give your bars, give a rebuttal. Now's the time to request. So if you do have a rebuttal, put your hand up. I'll get you up here. Um, but yo, Big Mo, what up?
3: All right, just a quick rebuttal to what Vince was talking about, Mad Nick fan. I understand both your sides. I understand about the constructive criticism and and, and personal coming from a bummer ass. To me, it's warranted to the fact that this is the highest draft we've had in years. We paid the kid to be the highest-paid player on this roster for the next four years. So the expectation is there for him. Just to see a lot of things that he messes up on. I feel like he, he deserves all the criticism for Even fans can say that they hate him, that they're mad at him, that he fucked. That's their voice. That's their opinion. Everyone has the right to say what they want. So to me personally, it's just the fact that you expect so much from a kid where you saw him grow last year to take that next step in year four now. that he can be 22 since be 35. He's played four full years in the NBA. It's not like he's played one year or two years. But to me, that that, that makes a big difference. So obviously everyone wants him to succeed. Whether you hate him or you love him, you want him to succeed so that your team plays better, right? Like, that's a given. It's like my criticism of all the day is just the fact that you got paid. You were given the opportunity to be that next person. But whenever you do get the ball and you do get the chance, we're not seeing that drastic improvement that we all want to see. Do you want to give him more time? Yeah. Do I think he can thrive? I do, but I don't think he can thrive on this team with Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson being here. I just feel like the Knicks gave him the money just because they couldn't get Mitchell and that they're never going to give him the opportunity to get the role that Jalen Brunson or duty training is going to get. That's what's going to affect him throughout his career here in New York. That, that's my problem. With it.
0: You're, you're a mo. Oh, excuse, pardon me. Big mo. See, so, yeah, what are we going to do? I know you got a rebuttal, Ebony. Um, if you want, you, know, you could close out the show or if you need to go a little bit sooner, uh, just let me know. Um,
10: one yeah, my memory shot. It would help
0: it though turning them in the sun. <laughs> my memory shot, buddy. Yeah. Can, can I get it all? No, no, go ahead, so go ahead. Get your bars off. Front.
11: I'm sorry. Uh, I just want to say everything. I'm not saying you can't talk about it and It's not warranted. I would never say that. I'm saying that I don't like when people bash that. They like just the bashing part. I would never tell people how to fan either. But I'm just saying that like we got we. He's on the team. Like you can not. I like you not blind, blindly follow him. I'm not telling anybody to do that. I'm just saying that the, the bashing is. It's not. It's not. It's not it doesn't help anything, you get what I'm saying? It helps nothing, and a lot of times it, it makes you look at him differently because then you start looking at him under a microscope. And the one play that he messes up on, you remember that better than when he did, did something good. So that's why I tell people that I try to... That's how I look at the game, so I don't... I don't um look at it like that, you get what I'm saying? I don't... Babe, sorry, y'all. Uh, I don't, um... I don't look at it like that or whatever. So, um... So, so I don't look at people in the microscope. I had to stop doing that with iHeart because I noticed that I was critiquing him a little hard. Even though he wasn't playing playing so well in the beginning, even though I felt myself critiquing him way too hard. So I stopped doing it. Like because hold then on, I get
0: hold on, hold on. You said you lived under a microscope? What what part of the microscope did you live
9: under?
10: Because the, li- the
11: I lens,
9: used, you know? I, I used to live under <laughs> under a microscope
0: in New Hampshire, man. Oh, Yo, shut up. <laughs>
11: He said New Hampshire, <laughs> but uh, I'm not messing with you. But yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Critique him, yes, if it's warranted. I'm not saying giving him no passes. I, that is, I, think it's I would just never frustration.
3: say. That. I think based off the frustration from fans. Expecting much more from a certain
11: player leads them to critique himself out where they start yeah. the player. You know what I mean? And you can't look at because uh, he's been in the four years because it's people that take longer than four years to reach their peak. So and also when you look at the third option, when you look at third options on championship team, they are the ones that always get the most flack. You look at the LeBron teams, it was oh, it was Chris Bosch, he was the third option. Chris Bosch got the most flat. You look at him when he was with Cleveland, it was Kevin Love. They got all the flat so like the third option that's the that's the one that's the one when you look at the Lakers recently this season you see it was Russell Westbrook he's, he's yeah <laughs> he's, he's, huh? he's not that third option he's, we want him to be that third option third. That's,
3: that's yeah that's
11: what I'm saying but he's supposed to be the third option is what I'm saying when when teams think they think of him as our third option I put,
3: I put that's him what him all I'm saying pros, to be I mean, he's all what happened I put all the blame on, on RJ Barrett on Rose, to be honest, the way Rose tweets, but
2: nah, I understand what Man, you mean. Nah, fuck that. I was the first one to critique RJ Barrett. Oh, yeah, I'm start crying. Uh, uh, I don't want to do that here. is cool,
13: especially
11: was, if they warrant it. Like, that's what
3: I'm saying. Yeah, could, I'm warranted, saying... Now, once it. i No, check to the RJ Barrett. once Rose started mentioning toes and RJ Barrett and the team, Ben, you went downhill, bro. So I, I put all the blame on you, bro. I just say this, hey so man. Hey man.
9: It, it hey doesn't man. matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter if we critique RJ Barrett. It really doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter if we praise him either. The the point is, is that it's gotten to a point where he is not the, the the final group of five. Like he, and and that that's the that's that's really the most important part of all this. Is that we know Tibbs treats these rotations like a big lead up to who he wants to close and what he deems the most crucial parts of the game, which is the end of quarters and the end of halves. So RJ Barrett, like you can praise him. You can criticize him. You can call him ass. You can call him a a future Hall of Famer. Doesn't matter because we're going to, we're going to need to win these games against Cleveland. If he's, if he's performing well, he'll close the game. If he's, if he's not he'll be on the bench and, and that, and that, and that's it. Does, does any of those things define who the guy is in year four? No does it and, and I agree with and I agree with Vince like the idea, the idea the idea that that a lot of people come on the app to, to pretty much like place as many darts as they can on takes and then rewind back as if like people are going to be like, oh now your opinions are valid. like everyone has a bad opinion. Everyone has a good opinion. An opinion is not a fact. An opinion is conjecture. Like, that's all it is. It's a hypothesis. Like, hey, I think this because of this. And you don't have any facts to say things one way or the other. So the fact that people get on each other's back on here, like, and, and make complete inferences on their character based off an opinion is nuts. It's so nuts. It's like...
12: Oh, Papa left, you sniff crack cocaine.
9: I don't even mind. That's not the point that I don't really mind the are are you on crack thing. Like, that's not the one that I care about. It's the one like, oh, you're you. It just shows what kind of person you are. Like, why? Because I, I saw 0 for 9 from 3 and said that's objectively like poor shot selection throughout a game. Like, especially when you're any other player would do that any other player, you put your blue and orange goggles on, if if Tyler Hero shot 0-9 from three... and Compare
3: it to Nick's players, Pop. Don't compare to Tyler Hero. Compare it to next players. If we Julius... Pass- hey, 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 yo, guys. Yo. Yo if deal, if hey, yo, hold, hold, hold up, hold up, hold
0: up, hold up, hold, hold, hold up real 9. quick, y'all. Yo, my fault, y'all. I do have a hard cutoff at 12 o'clock. I'm so sorry to cut you off, Lefty, but I do have a hard cutoff at 12, and we got we still got two people left. So let me just um, get to them. And if you got time, then we can double back to it. My fault. I don't, I don't like cutting people off. I do have a hard cut off at 12 o'clock. Yo, next up. Some people might know him. Some people probably don't know him. I probably live where he lived at. I was probably there. Some people call him Miguel. Some want to call him Troy. Someone to call him recap. But you can find him every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. The next recap, this guy, he's out here doing interviews. I was like, yo, how the hell did this dude get an interview with that guy? But he's out here working. He's out here working. Got it from the mud, came on the scene out of nowhere, got it from the floor. Pause. Miguel, le, Demla, le. okay, Papi? What up, baby?
14: Yo, man, that's a legendary entrance, y'all. I appreciate the words. Uh, appreciate you guys. I, 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 my my take is going to be quick. I just want to really come up here and show you guys love love the therapy and sports. Uh, Nick's Bully Ball Edition. It's great. I love Nick's talk every day, so anytime I can get it morning, afternoon, or night, you know, that's that's what I'm here for, so appreciate you. That's what she said. <laughs> she definitely did. Uh, Rose, before you fucking start, bro. You get all the fucking shit out of the way. Hold up. Uh... One of the fucking things we can do here. Uh... All right, is that enough, Rose? Or are you... do I have to do more? Or are you going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> all right, are you, are you good now? Are you, are you good? Oh, I'm right, okay. Right, I just I'm going to good. make sure. <laughs> 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 then, I, then I don't know what Rose is going to be like. Another one. I'm just saying. Uh, anyways, though, um, appreciate you guys. I, uh, shout out to my boy, Rose. Um, yeah, man, real quick. Um. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to the last game uh, of the season. I just love when the Knicks play. I'm um, looking for Grimes to continue his momentum going into the playoffs. Uh, I think he's been one of the hottest Knicks in the last couple games. And a lot of people want to give it to Obi Toppin and these other players, but I think Grimes has been one of the more consistent Knicks players over this final stretch of last five or six games. Um, and I love to see it. And, you know, when he's asked about Donovan and Mitchell, he's already thinking about ways to – how to combat him, you know, which, you know, it's still going to be a hard test for him. But the fact that he's even thinking about that and using these games as a test, I think it shows, you know, the type of player that he is. So shout out to Grimes. Uh, the R.J. Barrett thing really quickly. Like I said it yesterday on MySpace, the kid is being asked to develop and sacrifice at the same time. Right. Uh, his team has changed basically every year. Julius Randle has been the has been the number one player to, on his team um, the entire time, more or less, that he's tried to ascend. So he's always had to take the number two spot. And then when Jalen Brunson comes in, you know, nobody expected him to do what he's doing now. Of course, they thought he was going to ball out. But like to an extent that you're in the conversation for All-Star, I don't think anybody expected that. Uh, So when you see that and you see you have two bona fide All-Stars and Julius and Jalen, and you know that they are at their best when they have the ball in their hands. For R.J. Barrett, who also does well with the ball in his hands, you know, he had to take a a little bit of a step back. Now, that's not to say that he doesn't deserve from criticism. His three-point shot is god-awful. I don't know what happened to that. His defense took a step back. We got to admit those things. Those are things you can see. But if the question is, should we give up on R.J. Barrett? No. Me uh, and Bully I actually got into this yesterday where he said, you know, um, you know, do we have the time and do we have the time? He's 22. I know people hate the fucking age because he's been in the league for four years. That's cool. So that means when you're in the league for four years, you're a veteran. You're supposed to, you're supposed to be able to, to do everything you, were, you weren't doing last year or the year before that. Growth takes time. Laurie Markkinen had all the potential in the world, didn't do shit in any of the places he went to till he got to Utah. I mean, uh, Emmanuel quickly, in December, he couldn't shoot a fucking a shot to hit a brick, you know? Yeah, let me ask you a question real quick yeah,
0: about the about the time yeah. thing. So it's, it's more so like I know RJ is going to be a really good player mm-hmm. in a couple years, mm-hmm. but if the Knicks are trying to win now, is there time for RJ to develop as a Knick? If we're trying to win now.
14: Well, I, well, my, my counter to that is nobody expected the season we had today. I mean, a, a lot of us thought that we were just adding a piece to continue building. If anything, you know, people talked about the, you know, the, the COVID year as the year that kind of screwed up that rebuilding process when we added pieces that we may, may maybe shouldn't have added and resigned people we shouldn't have done, right? But, you know, in, in hindsight, looking back at it now. We can, we can look at those signings. obviously, how bad they were, I and mean, Fournier being one of the worst of them, right? Because now you can say his value is more or less tanked. So trying to trade him now is likely going to have to include a pick unless it's a deal that's around a certain player and you want to make the money work with the, the contracts. But um, I, I think in terms of time, listen, he's 22 years old. In terms of his trajectory, right, Brunson and Julius Randle are around the same age, 26, 28, right? They're hitting their primes. They're going to extend – but then the question comes, like with the Warriors as well, too, when you, when you go to that extent and you, you have your stars and you build with them and things like that, you need other people at the back end of that to help take you to the other level or take you to another step. That happens with growth. So you can see, like, the Jordan Pools and all these other players who are given time off the bench and given time to develop and, you know, utilize their skills playing with these guys. They start to, they start to come to where you need them to be Slowly but surely, I think that with R.J. Barrett, unfortunately, his growth has taken a little bit of a step back because of the the additions that we have. But to that same token, if he's doing what he's doing now, albeit very inefficiently, you know, it takes him about twenty shots to get twenty sometimes, so that's not great. But the fact that he's managing to find points within an offense that is ball dominated with Julius and and Jalen, I think it should be commended. And I think for me personally, I'm giving him another year especially if the roster doesn't change too much, to see what he can do with those players because he's still trying to find his way. And I think a lot of it has to do with his shot not falling because if his shot was falling, we wouldn't even be here talking about anything. Um, The shot is really the biggest issue at this point. His driving and IQ also have a little bit to do with it. You can't drive into three people and think you're going to make a bucket. It It looks bad, too. You have to be able to pass out of that. He's getting better at reading that. You saw the last game, he was passing a lot more. So you can see with the ball in his hands, he can do those things. We see flashes. My whole thing is the you can't – tr- people have been saying the trade argument; you better let him go. It doesn't make sense to trade him. His value is at the bottom, I think, right now. You're not going to get anything for him without adding significant draft capital to it. So I, I get people saying, you know, it's it's a time thing. But, okay, it's a time thing. We don't have the time to give him. You don't think that he can be part of so – if you add another piece, which they probably going to try to do after the offseason, don't think he could potentially excel within that type of offense or grow into the player that we all think he could be i think at 22 and given everything that i've said in regards to the fact that he had to develop and sacrifice at the same time especially this year i don't think it it warrants saying yeah rj barrett needs to be traded and again the argument for that is bullshit because you're not going to get anything of value for rj if you trade him now No makes sense you know so uh, for me personally i'm giving him another year to see what he can do and figure it out with this team because if you look at the rest of the years before this, he's gotten better even marginally every single year that he's played besides this year when you added another all-star to the team. So I think we owe it to RJ to give him another year and see what he can do. Now, if he shits the bed again next year, then maybe we can start thinking about potential landing spots and things like that. But I, I don't think it, it hurts anybody to give the kid another year and see what he can do. I don't think that hurts our timeline at all. And if anything, this front office has shown – they they draw lines in the sand. They are not going to make a move to spite themselves or to kill themselves, you know. And they're actually adding value back to players, not only because of you know the rumors you hear, but like the Obi Toppin thing, right? Everybody wants Obi Toppin. He in terms of the the trade deadline, I remember the Knicks said they valued Obi Toppin and they wouldn't you know trade him unless it was for significant you know assets in terms of picks. They wanted picks for him. So if they value him in that regard, they're trying to build up his name as well too, because they want to show that the nick players that we think have value actually do have value. I think that's what the front office is trying to change just a little bit. That's just my two cents on it. I appreciate the time. I don't want to go on too long because I know you got a hard cutoff man. So, appreciate you.
0: Thank <laughs> you, I bro. You. I appreciate you. Yo, ne- next up on the ones and twos, we're going to let my guy Uptown go. Then if Rails has any closing thoughts, we're going to let him get his bars off. But Yo, this guy. Mardot, a.k.a. Uptown, right? This guy came in a blonies, dressed in all black. Dressed in all black, like he was the black Neo. Like he was ready for war. He came in there with a big double bag, like he had a bunch of straps in The Harlem Jingleo, Uptown, and you know we, we don't trust them Harlem cats. What up, Mardo? What you got, baby?
5: Yo, <laughs> yo, this guy is funny, funny, funny. Yo, what's good, y'all? What's good, pop? Rails? What's good, bro? The Harlem Jiggle? What's good? <laughs> Rails don't start. Yo, <laughs> yo, man, uh, yo, bully, you doing your thing. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna get straight to it. Listen, man. Um, we're talking about R.J. Barrett. Right. Um, no, you talk about whatever you want to talk about. All right. Well, I'll start on R.J. Barrett. Uh, let's keep it real. Um, in terms of R.J. Barrett and the Knicks right now, we all know he's not playing up to his contract. That's, that's pretty much it. He's not playing up to his contract. He's not playing up to this potential this year. Right? That's going to set a lot of people off edge. You know what I mean? And people are going to give their takes – like Pop said, and like a couple of people said about how he plays, um, and that you know it's it's true, you know what I mean. But at the end of the day, I look at it as he's a mid player that's averaging eighteen to nineteen points that could potentially drop twenty five to thirty if 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 the opportunity affords himself. The problem is how many spaces of games will he drop those those games will he go six one six points one game shooting 25 percent 30 percent or will he just go off and do the game winner and then be like you know what let's give him another chance i mean that's how he's playing this shit but at the end of the day he's a weapon right he may be third he may be fourth but he's a weapon right and you can't Look at a dude that can potentially go off and shoot game winners and dismiss him like he's trash. You know what I'm saying? Like he's mid, and he's close to trash, but he isn't trash, right? So there is some potential there. You know what I'm saying, right? He's potential there, and he might go He might go off in the playoffs, and in, in, in the playoffs is an opportunity for him to set that tone. You got 60 seconds, bro. Word. I'm I got a heart. Right, right, I got right. a cut my back. I'm, to to it, off. I'm bad, it off. So for me and the Knicks, right? This is I. I look at it as an opportunity for my man to set it off in the playoffs. Jeter had a horrible year, and then did he did his thing in the playoffs. Am I comparing? Am I comparing with Jeter? No, but I look at it as yo. If he do his thing right now, he can set that tone for next year, and hopefully going in the second round. So that's it.
0: Hey, yo, we got a lot of ladies in this space. Gloria, Nicole, Ebony, Nishi, Mrs. Rouse. Whenever you see this space, this is brought to you by Therapy and Sports. The ladies always get the runway. They always get the runway. Yo, forget this season. It's over. It's over. The real season starting right now. After this space, after this, this whack ass game today We offer all of this We offer the RJ bashing RJ, hey, whatever tips, whatever We gotta ride out We gotta ride out And all critiques Are valid, it's your opinion You are entitled to that Whether I agree or not Whether I agree or not I just ask you If you're gonna say it, put your tips on before you say it Please Put your Gore-Tex on, your Averett's on. Put your North Face on. I don't I don't care if it's May. I don't care if it's April. This space is brought to you by Therapy and Sports by way of VSN. Shout out to Big Mo, CEO of the Knicks Lounge. Shout out Papa Left, Knicks Lounge. Toxic dude. I'll call him educator. I'm calling him educator. Forget all that. Jay from East New York. Nick Spaces, Ray, Big Nick Energy, VSN, and Wu, A- a.k.a. the Notorious. And my guy, Blood of the Panda, I see you. I see you, Shank I appreciate you got Nick's Take Jake. I can't stand you, yo. I can't stand you. Every time I spit some heat, you come up after me, and you start going off. Miguel, Dimla Dimla Demla, okay, papi, Nick's Recap. Ray, the Frenchman. Rails. The European Sports Capo. Looking at Jumbotron. Big Mo posted a link for the merch. The Nick Lounge. The Nick Lounge. This space is for everybody. This space is for everybody. But it's your boy, I 95B. The B is for Bully. Rough, rugged, and raw. Off the top. No script. No That's strip. right. Tell them no script. No script, Free shout out to
2: recap. You want to close the out, rails? You, you got anything? Yeah, shout out to recap, shout out to all of y'all, shout out to all beautiful ladies in here. Hug and kiss your families, man. We send our love from the her family to your family, but definitely shout out to recap. He does all our art. We got some things cooking. I appreciate you, Troy, appreciate you, big mo, lefty, everybody in here who spoke, the queens. Shout out to everybody. Love y'all. Stay safe. Let's go fucking next.
0: Hey, you know, before we go, I like to go out with a little bit of music. It's a little bit of music. They hit the tone right. This is vulgar. I'm sorry, but this is the energy I'm feeling right now going into the playoffs.
13: Lived the life that a diamonds and guns, and now them full gap yeah. Like if they said pull on stems, the, got the ball got the ball run out, and tell the friend drop a gem on 'em. Back in the house once again, the life that a diamonds and guns, and now them full uh, gap Like if they uh. said pull on oh, stems, the ball got the ball run out, oh, and tell the friend drop a gem on him. Take and tired of the fake tools, need to retire. They got the gas, take it back of smack fire out your Had to represent for the QBC, smoking ass like a Lucy. Though I need to quit, Fuck it, I love it like a cloud over the projection game. I'm above this combat. Gas, fingers and all that. You just walk out, whatever you want. Get off that. I mentioned nothing but the real tip presenting the hollow tip, full 44 socket convention. Prop 4, you have seven, like a fresh tech out of the box. Yo, niggas. This isn't disrespect, it's the truth